0: the power of their data wasabi another boston-based championship team you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey this is the High Hopes Podcast. I hope. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94, WIP. So
1: it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. I have no voice. I went for it anyway. I wasn't a Castellanos, yo, but it's a start the season, yo, Fritzy. We are on the eve. It's the eve of the most exciting season since we started this podcast. It starts tomorrow. It happens tomorrow. The playoff run starts tomorrow, Fritzy. And and if anyone should need it to be a playoff run, it's Jack Fritz who has made, like I don't know, like, Fifteen thousand bold proclamations about he's quitting the pod if they don't make the playoffs. He's not gonna be a Phillies fan anymore if they don't make the playoffs. What else did you offer? Did you? Uh, you might have even said kill me if they don't make the playoffs. You've gone pretty far with your oh. <laughs> they're gonna make the playoffs or if or not things. So how you doing, pal? You ready?
2: Oh, dude, I, I, yeah, no, I am, I. I can't be a podcast guest anymore. Um, I can't go on any more podcasts. I can't be asked about Aaron Nola. I can't be asked about Moniac. I can't be asked about the offense. How good they're going to be? I just need it to happen. I need my own two eyes to fully see it. I need the season to start. Uh, I I uh, I might well up tomorrow. I really might. Like three o five. It, it seemed like hearing Dan Baker introduce the lineup. It's just. It's gonna be. Tomorrow is going to be a very, very emotional day. This season is going to be magical. And for anyone out there that is kind of afraid to, to get hurt again, James and I are, are both here to say
0: <laughs> it's okay. It it's is. okay. It's yes.
2: Listen, let yourself get hurt again because the other teams weren't worth it. This team's worth it, and James, if they hurt me again, I don't know if I'll ever recover. I (laughs) I don't. I don't know if you will. If they don't,
1: sometimes, sometimes the stuff you say is, I don't know, like hyperbole or whatever. I actually think there's a true statement. You may not recover if they hurt you this year.
2: Yeah, like I just because I I'm so in and (laughs) like couldn't couldn't be more in. But they're also definitely good. Like, I don't think I'm taking crazy pills. And I – even when I – I am I promise you, James, and you're going to think I'm lying. I'm trying to find reasons not to believe in this team. Like, I'm seeking out ways to think they might not be that good. And I just keep coming back to – I think everyone's wrong, James. I think they're going to win 90-plus games. Like, this is – like, if they were any other team – Not name the Phillies. I would say 90 wins. But they're the Phillies, they haven't been in the playoffs in 11 years. They've let us down year after year. So we have to do this whole, wah, they're not going to be that good. Look at the defense. Look at the bullpen. Look at the pitching. Enough. It's going to be okay. Grow (laughs) up and let's enjoy a a playoff run.
1: Yeah, well, as you uh, once famously said, defense is for nerds. So I think that's got to be the I can't for the wait team. for that one to backfire.
2: When, is, when does that one backfire? <laughs> game
1: three, when when a ball goes through Alec Bum's legs. He's and not starts. playing in game three. Oh, <laughs> uh, buddy. This is so exciting. This is so good. I, I don't have a voice. I apologize to everyone. I, I lost my voice over last weekend, and... Doing a bunch of radio shows, and then that, well, yeah. What did you lose really your voice doing. doing? Like, what, I don't know. Like, what do you, how I do you? I don't think I've ever know. lost my voice, and like, especially you I haven't either. All right, I know. I think it, honestly, I think Emily was sick, and I think I got a little sick or something, and maybe like it contributed. Who the hell knows? But you know what? I don't care. I don't care. I cannot have a voice as far as I'm concerned. Cause the Phillies are about to win ninety games. I said eighty nine when I—that was my season prediction—and you know what? I'm not gonna be a coward. I'm changing my prediction to ninety. It's ninety, and we both—if if anyone wants to, you know—really. And I look—it's funny because you say the thing about you know not want to get hurt again and all that, and it's like I definitely don't want to get hurt again, and I'm fully in on well, this team. Well, and, and especially because you don't—you don't have many seasons left, you know. <laughs> oh, buddy. Yikes. Oh, man. Go Phils. Go Phils. Go Phils. do even, what do I even say now? Like, I don't, I don't even know how Hold to on, respond can, to that. Can the, can the title of the,
2: yeah. it might be this earliest we've been to a podcast where we get the title of the podcast. Go Phils because James doesn't have many seasons left.
1: People are going to click on the bot and be like, oh my God, does he have like some terminal disease? Oh, he what lost is, his voice. Oh, no. What is that? <laughs> Yo, I, uh, here's the thing. Like I get it, man, because like as much as I'm all in on this team and I really do, I predicted 89 wins last night on the Joe Delia show. And if you haven't listened to that, check it out. We had a lot of fun with Joe. It was like a really, I think an awesome hour of, you know, we were awesome. It is what it is, but the hour itself pretty was, cool. was pr- pretty great. Um, but I'm up to 90 bleep it. We don't curse on this podcast. But uh, but Jack and I if you ever want to and I get it the point is that I'm all in on this team and I understand the like post traumatic stress that we have from this team <laughs> from like the last 3 years like since the Harper signing it's basically been like this is the year this is the year this is the year and now we're entering the 11th season without making the playoffs so I get it I understand the whole like pain of it all and all that but but Jack's right. Like, just because something happened in the past, and just because we have this, this, like, again, PTSD from this team the last few years, like, that doesn't mean that this team right now, that it's not okay to, to dive in with this team because they are really good. And I do think that if you want to be like, I don't know if there's a good thing or a bad thing, but Jack and I both think they're winning the division. Like, how about that? You know? Like, how, about, how about that? that one won't come back to bite us i know i know i really do though i really do because i don't believe in the mets and the braves just won the world series like ah that hurts to say like it's tough it's tough to go to the world series and and make that magical run and then go back and win it especially when you lose the freaking heart and soul of your team and acuna is not gonna be back till may and oh i got a million reasons they're winning the division like it's okay it's okay. This Phillies team is winning the division. We're getting October baseball, and we don't even have to have that, you know, rinky dink, you know, three game series. We're winning the division. So get ready, or we'll have home games in that three game series, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Right. On, we won't have to be on the road for three straight games.
2: Right. And I'm not, you know, me, not a big gambling guy, but um, they are like plus 350 to win the division, which is, if we're talking strictly betting terms, Pretty good odds. I mean, like uh, the baseball, like there just has to be repercussions for winning a World Series and letting your best player wait. well that? I mean, Cooney is the best player, but letting like your the heart best is player. soul all your team.
1: The Sardis yeah. all your team. Like Mr. Brave. Like yeah. if you had to say like someone in the last fifteen years was Mr. Brave, it's that guy. It's Freddie Freeman. Hey.
2: There has to be some repercussions for that. I'm sorry, they're just—you can't just do that. You can't just go get a different player and everything's gonna be fine, even though if that player is just as good. So there has to be something for that. And then, like, dude, I, I don't—I mean, yeah, I get it. Uh, the Shards are good. Chris Bass is good. Cookie Carrasco is good. Um, but like, what is scary about the Mets lineup? Lindor, I think, is gonna have one of those like. Oh yeah, Francisco Lindor's incredible seasons because he's incredible. Um but like Alonso's fine. Other than that, I'm I'm banking on a, on, on Cano, I'm banking on Jeff McNeil bounce back, I'm branding on, I'm I'm banking on Brandon Nimmo who's just okay. I'm banking on uh uh Starley Marte who's playing right field, which is like killing his value and like, it's so
1: weird. Like, like, it's so weird. Why even sign the guy? Why sign him? Like, why not just sign Conforto? I Who's still out who's there, still by available. the way. And How like, weird is it that Michael Conforto is just sitting out there for someone? Yeah, why not? Hey. Hey. Why not the I, Pills? Dude, hey, already over the tags, <laughs> right? <over> the tags. <laughs> Let's go. I can play...
2: Can stand in center field and hit 30 homers. Sounds like you yeah. sign me up.
1: <laughs>
2: no, but, like, in all seriousness, like,
0: I don't – Can stand in
1: center field is the perfect way to describe Michael Caporto <laughs> playing center field. Um, no, it's, yet, if... yet would be the best left fielder on the team the day he signed, <laughs> Yeah, so. it
2: would be. But guess what, pal? No one else is playing center out of those left fielders besides <laughs> no, Caporto. No, we know, buddy. Um, we know. No, but, like – if they win the division, if not, whatever. If we're talking pure value-wise, there's a lot of value in in the Phillies winning the division. And, I, I you know, obviously... We, I just bet it. Good. Love it. Um, I,
1: literally, as you were talking about it, you, I was like, you're right. I think they're going to win the division. Oh, at, plus 340 is stupid. Like, those are dumb odds. Like, yeah, I just sorry. bet it. I just I, bet I, them to win the division.
2: I, I hope Zoe so. can still go to college. Um, hey, all
1: we know is my history of making live bets on the air... This is the second time I'm one for one, you know, uh, by a half year? game by half game. But I got there. Oh,
2: because last year I was bankrupt the books. And yeah. on over. Joe
1: Giglio's show. Remember, I bet yes. the over live on the show. Same thing we did last night last year. But live on the show this time. It's live on the pod, which has to be even better. Juju. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, and hopefully people listen before 305 tomorrow. Um, <laughs> although you can live bet it all throughout the season now. So who cares? But yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like it's it's one of those things where sure they might not win the division, but it's not outlandish to think they can. I mean, the the first the first five in the lineup are, are awesome. Segura's right there, um, and then the bottom of the lineup, you know, you you hope you get uh bounce back ish Didi,
1: um, and then I like and then, the ish in there, yeah, like because we can't we can't no, in all good not doing good, it, not good faith it. say bounce back Didi, yeah, no, but you
2: know the rotation on paper is at the minimum of a top 10 and i i I, i'm more bullish on the bullpen than i think most people like i just because i think they actually have stuff down there and i said it last night and i guess i'll just say it again like they're either going to be top 10 or bottom 10 i don't know which one it's going to be but i see no in the middle so um you know i it's just it's not it's not crazy and it's okay to think that they can win the division like I, I don't think it's some otherworldly take. You know, people are like, well, the Braves got got Kenley Jansen. It's like, okay, who cares? Uh, I mean, yeah, good the, for them. I guess my golden rule here is, if the Dodgers are letting you go and you're the best closer in team history, there's probably a reason why. And I know the Braves it's are
1: such a it's such a good rule, man. Yeah, it's well, such a good rule, and, and the Braves- especially for a one year contract. You know what I mean, like. It's not like Kenley Jansen got like three for four you know three for forty five or something like that he got a one year 16 million dollar deal sixteen million is a lot for one year but the brave the Dodgers absolutely could have done that if they wanted to
2: yes they definitely could have um they replaced him with Kimbrell which is whatever but um, yeah, so you know, obviously the Braves are, are very good on paper when it comes to the bullpen, and and Jansen will probably be fine. But I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's some slam dunk. They have a lockdown closer. Will Smith, I thought was like the luckiest pitcher I've ever seen in baseball. I think last year McHugh is a really good signing by them. Matzik, no shot he does that again. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I just it's it's tough to repeat. I think people are assuming the Braves are going to be great again. I think losing Freeman's going to hurt. You're not going to get Okuni back for a while. Um, I need. Austin Riley to not be good anymore like I swear to God Austin Riley is not good and I just I him to go back to not being good um but I don't know I think I think the Phillies should realistically be in that conversation um I'm sure these words will come back to bite us
1: but I don't care yeah that's the key right now don't care don't care and and I agree with everything you said like look Matt Olson's a really nice player like I like Matt Olson dude hits bombs but Freddie Freeman was the heart and soul of that team, and also a better player than Matt Olson. Like, I'm sorry. I like Matt Olson. You know, maybe he's a slightly better fielder. He's probably a better fielder than Freddie Freeman. But, like, Matt Olson is absolutely not a better baseball player than Freddie Freeman. He's not an imp- a more important player to that team than Freddie Freeman. That has to matter. you said this multiple times, and it sounds like, you know, like— like a, a silly thing to say, but like, it has to matter. It has to matter if you're the Braves and you lose Freddie Freeman. Like you just, you're not the Rays. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't just get rid of guys and it doesn't matter. And you put in some guy no one's ever heard of. You're not the Rays. Like that's not the way it works. You won 88 games last year. Like I know you went on a magical run all that. They won 88 games last year. Like this was not some juggernaut of a baseball team. It's a baseball team that got in barely by the way and, 88 and wins, 88 got, wins Hot, hot at the right time. Like, like let's not get carried away here. And I, I just and and again, not just all this stuff we're saying, but also like just the 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 grind of going into late October of playing that baseball, playing all those meaningful games, playoff games. We've said this a million times, but they're like twice as intense as a regular baseball game. Like they take twice as much out of you. Like. To go all, we saw it in the Nationals. Like, we just saw it, and God, how much does it? We don't, I almost curse. I sometimes on this pod, I I almost said, how much is it bleeping suck that the Braves and Nationals have won like two of the last three World Series? Like, enough, enough of this. Like, it's our turn, it's time. But like we saw with the Nationals, you know, they went all the way to the end, they won it, and then they came back next year, and they were a shell of themselves, because it's really hard to do that. It's hard to go on a magical run like that come back and find that same magic again especially for the grind of a season especially after losing the the you know core player of your team and to your point again like your most talented player isn't going to be here till May we don't know what he's going to look like as as soon as he comes back like it's going to take him time to get rolling like Ronald Acuna probably won't look like Ronald Acuna until like June at the earliest like that's two months without the dude like I just think this thing is so, and obviously we talked about last time with the Mets. Like, not only is it just kind of a weird mismatch of peaches with pieces with Buck Showalter, by the way, as their manager. Like, not that we believe managers matter that much, and I can't talk too much because it's not like we're singing the praises of Joe G. But, but Buck Showalter, I, I just. I, like, I don't, I'm not scared of them. The DeGrom thing, like, I am I just, I can't be scared of the Mets. I just think you look at this Phillies team, if you look in the whole division, like, and you say, like, yeah, that Braves bullpen is good, but what's the thing you can count on the most? In my opinion, the thing in this division I feel like I'm going to be able to count on the most is that Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, and frickin' Nick Castellanos with, with Hoskins and all these other guys around them are going to mash. Like, they're going to mash. And I think in the end, that's going to be the most important thing that happens in the Annalise this season.
2: 100%. And pitching is something that is going to determine this entire season, I think, Um, given that shortened spring training um, and the cold weather in in April off of a shortened spring training. So it's going to be tough with pitching. But you know what you can bet on, James? You know what's easier to bet on is a lineup. And Mm -hmm. like –
1: It's it's so true, man. It really is true. No longer, and I actually feel good about the pitching, for what's worth. We'll get to it, but I actually feel pretty good about the starting rotation. But go ahead.
2: And and it's not even, it's it's there at bats too. It's 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 how they approach the plate. It's it's Kyle Schwarber, who I felt like every single time I saw him in spring training, it was um, it was a three two count, and you know he's Kyle Schwarber's gonna strike out like. 100%. So he will strike out, uh, but he's making the correct swing decisions. That's a good spot to be at. Um, JT, I like him personally in the two-hole. I know there's been a lot of talk about Reese possibly being there, but my thing is is that I like where Reese got to last year, where it was kind of turning down the the obsession with working counts and getting it to 3-2, because I thought he left a lot of good pitches on the plate. Like He left a lot of good, solid pitches that he could do damage on out there. So him in the two-hole, I still think he would be concerned with working pitchers trying to grind them down for Harper and Castellanos and Real Muto behind them. Um, so if I have JT there, it should theoretically lead to him getting more fastballs, and I really like JT against the fastball. And I, I I'm – I know I've been down on on JT heading or after last season, um, but I think JT's going to have a really good year. He looks awesome uh, at the plate, and I just think if you get him in a spot where he can hunt fastballs and um, he, they can't pitch around him because Bryce is right behind him and Castellanos is right behind Bryce, which every time I say that, uh, I start getting a little teary-eyed, but um, you have that, and, and plus I think he's the best base runner on the team. So, uh, I just think that helps from the the, the two-hole position, um, and then you get into the middle of the lineup, and I just think that those guys are gonna those guys are gonna have ridiculous years, and like I'm almost speechless when it comes to Bryce Harper. We heard it. We just heard it. Like we heard
1: it right I, there. I know it's. Pretty- I actually was sometimes. You know, like obviously, you know. Inside baseball, like every once in a while, we'll have technical issues, or you know, one of us will be talking. I thought out. I lost. I thought I lost for I was like, "Oh crap!" Like, do I have to stop this? Because,
2: all right. So, I think Juan Soto. I think Juan Soto is the best hitter in the sport. But I think Bryce Harper is right there. And when the Phillies signed him, we were obviously excited. I just, I didn't think I was going to be able to get this. Like, I thought we were getting a really good player. But I think what Bryce has turned into, like how he looks in spring training. Is how he looked at the second half of last year. And I just keep coming back to the stat of him batting 358 with like a 1300 OPS when Reese went out of the lineup last year. And like, it's the year 2021 last year. Baseball teams are smart, they know there's only one guy in a lineup that can kill him, and that's Bryce Harper. And he's still. Well, he
1: saw pick- the lowest percentage of hittable pitches in the sport
2: last year. And he's still. Mashed, so I just, it's like Bonzian. It's 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 exactly what it is, and I just I just have this feeling that we're about to get one of those nuts Bryce Harper seasons. Like we we just had one. I think he's going to be better this
0: year, James. I do too. I, and I think I,
1: he's I, winning an MVP again. I think he's going to be a. I honestly, in my soul, believe. And you never know. Like you said, Juan Soto could you know have a season for the ages, and and there's nothing Bryce could do about it. But I think Bryce is going to win the MVP again because I think the Phillies are going to make the playoffs. I think he's going to be better than last year, and I think, it's, I think he's going to win it again.
2: Uh, and it's its so tough to make that prediction because back-to-back MVPs just don't really happen, and it's, it's tough to predict a guy to Schmidt's win. Schmidt's the
1: only Philly who's ever done it. so.
2: Yeah, it just, it's, just, it's something hard to, to predict, but just watching him play right now, it's, he's just taking his offense to a new game new level, has actual protection around them. Like, like Cassianos is, is perfect. Um, so, you know, you can, you can have all the pitching you want, but regular season-wise, I mean, that lineup is going to be tough to stop um, if they stay healthy.
1: Yeah, man, uh, and it, it's just a ca- I still can't believe they signed Castellanos. Like, obviously, Schwarber felt like that was going to happen, and and it did happen. But then, at, like, just the feeling of of them actually signing Castellanos after Schwarber is just I'm still floored. Like, I still I it, I feel like I still need to pinch myself to to know that it's real it's it's so exciting and I'm I'm 100% with you on Harper I really look to your point it's hard to predict like you never know what player is just gonna have a magical season out of nowhere or or not out of nowhere but like Juan Soto or whatever and I think the Phillies will be better so that's why I would give Harper the edge in that spot but you know like there are a lot of great players in the National League Mookie Betts could have a an all-time season you know that that stuff happens but I think Bryce Harper is gonna be right there in the conversation well, and especially that type of season
2: especially with Acuna out and especially with Tatis missing two months, Tatis this season. out too. Like yep. those, those are the main, the main guys going against them. And then I feel like Mookie even gets penalized because the lineup's so good. Like Freeman, totally, totally. So, uh, and Turner's out there, um, and obviously the Dodgers are. I keep forgetting the Dodgers. <laughs> I feel like the Dodgers aren't even in the same sport, so uh, it's like I hard know. to
1: even. I know. It's I know. hard to even count them. When talk about <laughs> it's the like it's like they already had the best lineup in baseball, and they're like, eh, yeah, I guess we could have Freddie Freeman. That'd be all right. Yeah, sure. It's, it's
2: ridiculous. <laughs> sure, sure.
1: like um, like Cody Bellinger is like a shell of himself, and you know he's like be, Cody Bellinger is like not even a, a lock to play every day on that team. That's how good they've been. Yeah,
2: again, a, a different sport, um, but I mean, our our guy is gonna be is gonna be right in there, and it's so tough to say, oh, there he's gonna win back to back MVPs, but I don't I don't know how you. I mean, obviously you can say he's not going to, but how he looks in in spring and and just how locked in and how he looks like the exact same um, kind of swing that he was having at the end of last year, I don't know how you couldn't say that he's going to have one of those ridiculous years. And, um, you know, I think Bryce having that kind of year coupled with ending the the postseason drought – is 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 the stuff that we're going to talk about for a long time on, on this podcast and going
1: forward all right let's go to the uh and it wouldn't it be nice for, to see if bryce have the type of year he had last year but them actually you know win a bunch of games because of it that'd be cool too um all right let's go to the pitching i'm actually pretty bullish on the starting rotation you know i, I think there's a lot of people in philly who are was like oh you need pitching and oh we don't have pitching it's like eh, kind of got some pitching like if you look around at the other rotations in baseball like uh, you said it before, I think they're absolutely top 10. I know Fangraphs had them at three. That's like a little high, but I, I think they're like a top seven, top eight type of rotation in baseball. I mean, you know, I, I think the biggest, honestly, the only reason I'm hesitant is 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 Wheeler, and, and that's the funny part. But, you know, with the shoulder thing and the career high in innings by like 20 innings or whatever last year and all that, like – I just want to make sure Wheeler's Wheeler. If Wheeler's Wheeler, I feel amazing because I think Ranger's really good. Like, obviously not 1-5 ERA good, probably, but I think Ranger's a legit, you know, three in this league. I think he's going to be that, and I think that Nola is, if nothing else, like, when, you know, we can't count on Nola to ever be 2018 again or whatever because, you know, you've talked about so many times, like, you know, the, the issues that he has with, Trusting stuff or trusting his defense or, you know, going for the strikeout when he shouldn't or, oh, there are so many things you could talk about with Nolan or just, you know, pitching in important games, um, pitching in September. You know, there's all these things, but like Aaron Nola's not going to have a 4-4 ERA again. Like Aaron Nola, you know, he will have a bounce back season. It's just a question of what level of bounce back season. Eflin on a free agent push a contract year. I mean, obviously the you know, this is a guy we didn't even know if he was going to be ready to like May and he looks like locked in to start the season and you know, give me a 5. It's whatever. It's fine. He's a a guy who's pitched in the major leagues before Is your 5. It's fine. I'm I'm pretty bullish about the starting rotation. My only worry is depth. Like I worry about the depth because you know, other teams you know like You know, the Dodgers, for example, or the Braves are actually a perfect example of this the last few years where, you know, a guy will go down, they'll be like, all right, let's, you know, call up Ian Anderson or let's, you know, call up Sean Newcomb or let's call up this guy or that guy or whatever it is over the years where they're just able to kind of supplement those losses in the rotation because we know that, you know, there's going to be a handful, a large handful of starts that whether it's a bullpen game or someone caught up from the minors aren't going to be made by the five guys we just mentioned. It happens every freaking year. So that's my my biggest worry. But, you know, assuming those five guys stay, you know, reasonably healthy, I feel really good about the rotation.
2: Yeah, for me it's depth too. Um, uh, and I don't know, like I am definitely – Wheeler just worries me just because yeah. – like
1: because he, they need him to be great. Like for this rotation to be really good, Wheeler does have to be great.
2: He does. He he absolutely does. Um, but if he could sign me up for 180 innings right now, I would take it, and I would I would be happy. Like, me banking on him going going over 200 again, it, it would just be too much for me. Um, and given that he's already kind of had the little shoulder thing, so you know it kind of is what it is. But Nola. He's just he's just a wild card. He's just I I have no idea. I have no idea what to expect from Aaron Nola. I really don't. I I, I don't know if I'm going to get <laughs> There's the there's the high upside where he just gets on a roll and his confidence is back and he's back to being the Aaron Nola that we kind of saw last year. I mean, or 2 years ago. I wouldn't even take 2018 Nola. I really wouldn't. Like I, just, I don't I don't think that's ever going to happen again.
1: But No, nah, it was it was an anomaly.
2: It was, but can I get can I get a three two like can I get of a course
1: three three? and you know what you're gonna get double digit strikeouts per nine like that is gonna happen whatever version of him we get him he's got the stuff that's what's so frustrating is that is that you know he has the I mean ten strikeouts in a row that gate, you know tying Seaver remember that like he has it like this guy has stuff that other dudes don't have like it's just the consistency, the ability to get out of big spots, tough spots, all that stuff is something where you know the last few years it's been hard to trust him.
2: And I think if he just gets over it, I think if he just can power through, and if a runner gets in scoring position and it's a seventh inning, if he can just power through it, I think he goes on a run and we get a good version of Aaron Nola, But he hasn't been able to do that for two years. He hasn't been able to put a, or get shutdown innings, uh, put guys away. BO2 finish him off. Uh, be a stopper. Be step up in a, like there's been so many little instances where sure if you look at the overall product it's like oh he's, he's definitely a pretty good pitcher. It's just the little things are are where he, which he had in 2018 um, that just haven't been there. So I'm nervous every every nola start I'm going to be nervous. But I do think him confidence wise if he can just get on a roll I think it just would do wonders for him, and just kind of get out of the way, because then you can get back to thinking about okay, Aaron Nola is our second ace, rather than I would start Rangers Suarez in a playoff game. So um, Rangers gonna be fun. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, exci- he's probably in the top four of players I'm most excited to see this year just I want to see if last year was real like I I want to know what I have in Rangers 4 is that, do I have to change my personal ceiling on Ranger like should I be thinking of him in the all-star category like he can be an all-star in this league or or is he kind of what he was reading AAA when he first came up so you know I think he's closer to to the all-star level-ish pitcher than then not but I want to kind of know that and I, I like watching him pitch I think he's a bulldog I love that he's not afraid to pitch inside your righties like I, I think that's awesome um, but I want to know that and then with Eflin it, I would love to again I think I've said it a couple times like I would love to be all in but I mean heavy body and the knee stuff and I, I just worry that it's two great months kind of like what last year was and then it's kind of slowing down a little bit i know it's contract year i know that's a massive incentive for these guys and that gives me a good amount of hope heading into the season but um you know he just he's one of those guys as well where it's i need to see it to believe it but man if he hits he hits because i I think zach gufflin's awesome like i think they legitimately have four i think they have a real number one in wheeler i think they have a real one b and nola if he's nola I think Suarez in the 1B category and I think Eflin has the has a high 3 upside. Um and Gibson I've just I've just soured on him more and more like cuz it's just doesn't really miss bats and He's the
1: 5. You look it look get Kyle G- Kyle matter. Gibson. He's he's miscast, right? Like Basically should be on any other team than the Phillies. You know, Kyle Gibson needs a defense behind him is, is kind of what you're alluding to. And, you know, if he has a defense behind him, I'm, I think he looks a lot better. Not, you know, that much better. He's a five. Like, Kyle Gibson's a 34-year-old five who's pitched a lot of innings. And, you know, ha- look, he has the potential to go on a couple streaks where he looks pretty good for a, for a month maybe or whatever. But he's a five. He's going to pitch. You, you If you get a, a four two to four five era from gibson you're like sure it's fine fine with I, agree. Honestly, I agree honestly anything anything under five and i'm like all right no sorry with uh, this offense let's go
2: uh real quick diversion from the fills listen mb got me that 30 point else so it's-
1: oh you want a bunch of money just now huh <laughs> you want a bunch of money just now huh <laughs> How about hitting a how about hitting a far
2: during the podcast? Have a night, kid. You just won
1: a bunch uh, of
2: money. I did. It's gonna be a good season for the Phils. I really uh,
1: okay. look at you. What a
2: time! What, what a, a time big. to be. I'll tell alive. you this.
1: I'll tell you this. It's much better time to be a Phillies fan than a Sixers fan, and sadly we're both. But you know, for us over here on the Phillies are our favorite team. Beat. It's tough. The Sixers team is not super exciting right now. I'm not, I'm not looking no. forward to the playoff. No, I know. Like, they're going to lose. If they play Toronto in the first round, like, I'm not going to say they're definitely going to lose, but I think they have a real chance to lose
2: Toronto. Oh, it's a real shame. Let's get back to the pills. um Yeah, that was enough of that. S- sorry, I had to. You know what I had else to. I'm
1: doing? As you know, my two TVs, I'm watching the Braves <laughs> lose in 3-1 to one right now. Oh, that's such a – how about Tyler? Do to a team that took a hatchet to their to their roster this offseason.
2: Yeah, but you gotta factor in the and boost, you know?
1: Oh, good point.
2: Yeah, you gotta yeah. Fa- you gotta factor that in. Wait, not
1: that, that that's the Nationals and What are we talking about I know. Well and we're I guess the what Reds.
2: Ta- Tyler so McGills now. Tyler McGill's hit ninety eight, apparently. We're, we're
1: talking about different games. I'm watching the Braves lose, buddy.
2: Oh, sorry, that's the Melee. Yes against yeah, the Reds. Yeah, that's bad.
1: Melee. It's my my I will say though, I know they gave up three runs, but Max Fried looks Pretty good.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't care because Phil's are winning the division anyway. Um, I know. I know. But I know. no, so Gibson, I just, I think I've just soured on him just because I know he's a five and I, I shouldn't have this. Like, I kind of, I've kind of had this expectation of like, oh, uh, they're getting a all star, you know, because he was an all star well, last was year. It's your fault. I know. I know. So I will, re- I will he's readjust. He's never
1: with- an all star before. He's 33 years old. He makes an all star team. It's like, eh, ah, you know.
2: Yeah, I will. Re- I will readjust my expectations. I will do that for you and for the rest of the podcast. I won't get mad. I just
1: and do it for Gibby because he's incredibly likable. Whatever else you want to say about the guy. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. He's fine. Um, you don't like Kyle Gibson?
1: What no, are we doing? It's like the,
2: here? I like the off the field stuff. It's good. I and just,
1: also, just on the field, he seems like a great dude. He was super fun. Remember the RBI hit last year's on oh, the home up. run and well,
2: then being yeah. pretty brutal after that start?
1: Yeah, he wasn't very good. He wasn't very good. was very good. That either first way. start, man, that was some oh, special stuff, Jack. Weren't you I there? He was
2: fine. You were in
1: Pittsburgh, weren't you? I was. Yeah, I was in Pittsburgh, but that wasn't his first start. It was against the Mets or his first home start, I'm thinking of. Correct. But either way, he didn't make this first start in Pittsburgh, I don't think, did he? Mm, pretty sure because I saw. Well, I saw Nola pitch. You saw Nola, game which game. was yeah. probably. Oh, Eagles. you're right. He pitched the next day. I wasn't there. I I went to the Saturday game. He pitched. It. They won like 15 to one or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After they lost the first two games of the series, so yeah, great job, Bills. <laughs> um, all right, let's do your let's do your bullpen thing because you mentioned it before. You mentioned on Julio last night. It is, it is a, a pretty um um you know provocative take to say they're either top ten or bottom ten and there's no in between. When, in fact, there are 10 spots in between. Um, tell people why you're you're so high or low on them, so to speak. And if you have to choose, like you got to make the call. You say it's going to be top 10 or bottom 10. Which is it?
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> like you, I think you know me pretty well by this point. Um, yeah, I didn't so- need
1: to ask the question, but I wanted you to say it. Yeah. Um, no.
2: So I guess my thing with the bullpen is this: is that I think Canabel solves the 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 closer quote unquote issues of the last couple of years because I just think he's consistently hard to square up. If if like if he's coming in the ninth inning, I mean, legit power, ninety nine mile an hour fastball at your hands if you're a righty and lefty too. Like it doesn't even matter, and that's just hard to get on top of and do damage with. Couple that with a a a just a hammer curveball and apparently he's working on a mystery pitch which i don't know what that is but uh i would rather him stay healthy than to work on a mystery pitch but regardless um i think the the, the closer issues are just completely kind of it's kind of fixed if K'nabel can can stay healthy familia looks shockingly good um, now is that going to translate probably not because um he's just been maddening his entire career outside of like 2015. So, um, but Hey, if we can get 2015 Bryce, why not get 2015 familia? Which version of 2015 would you rather have for this Phil's team? Jan? Yeah.
1: Give me get, twig Give me. Oh, well, come on. Well, we actually, you know, honestly, here's the thing. I, I think it's actually clearly familiar because we don't need 2015 Bryce. We got 2021 Bryce and 2022 Bryce. So we're good.
2: Yeah. 2015 Bryce. Was S- same scrub. Bryce. Was same an Bryce. Absolute scrub. Um,
1: I- could we get 2015? How about this? Give me 2015 Brad Hand and Familia, and we'll call it a day. If we
2: have 2015 Brad Hand, this team's winning the World Series. Um, <laughs> there's absolutely no doubt about it. The problem is, is that there's a zero percent chance for getting 2015 Brad Hand. Actually, I'm was 2015 Brad Hand still with the Marlins.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he was 2015 Brad Hand.
2: Wait, 20, if we had 2015 Brad Hand, is actually close to 2022 Brad Hand because he had a 5.3 ERA. Um. So it sounds about right for what I'm expecting from Brad. Hand. Was it really in 2015? It was. It was a, you yes. looked,
1: that was a quick look up by you. And then he, he was, the but body. but he was a 2.92 year the year after. So we want yes. 2016, 2017, or 2018. Brad Hand, 2019. It's, Brad Hand. I'll take that too. You know,
2: I'm I will saying. take any version of Brad Hand <laughs> from the years 2016 to 2020. How about that? Fair. Okay. Fair. Yeah. We'll take that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The problem is don't see it happening um i you know i would love to be wrong again believe me i would love to be wrong i just don't see it i get his fastball just gets tattooed every time he throws it so um not buying that familiar i think it actually looks pretty good alvarado i'm not even gonna try to do it it just he actually looks like he's kind of finding the strike zone a little bit um oh, i know buddy. i know i'm sorry i shouldn't have said it dump it dump it um. <laughs> no. Um, Brogden was back Dump up to <laughs> Brogden was back up to 95, <laughs> which I thought was a really good sign. Um, I need him to be good. Like I just I want I don't really want to live in a world where Connor Brogden isn't the like this this team's madson. Like he's just there's too much talent there. Like of all the guys in this team, I need brogdon to reach his ceiling. I know that's probably a little aggressive, but I, there's just I I can't not watch him and think he's really good so I need him to be really good is that fair James is that oh yeah, yeah I good. think
1: it's incredibly fair
2: <laughs> I, absolutely uh I haven't even gotten to Sir Anthony yet I'm that I've sorry. been waiting yeah, I I'm I'm so, just,
1: literally all I wanted to hear are you talk about Sir Anthony yeah, and it's like you're yeah. getting all these guys I don' really care Anthony
2: that's because ESPN's a bad site it's not that I'm a fake Phillies fan it's just I need to look at the 40-man roster in front of oh, me. Oh, Jack.
1: Why and, do you do that?
2: Well, because ESPN, you'd think they'd be good. They don't even have, they don't even have Sir Anthony in the bullpen. So, like, what a joke. Um,
1: Just don't look at anything. Use your brain, Jack. That's I know,
2: but my, my brain's so consumed with putting $400 on Embiid that we're scoring 40 points. i <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Oh, so Sir Anthony, like... He's actually been giving up a little bit more hard contact recently, which isn't, you know, great heading into the season. But just from the earlier turns in spring training, it was this is this is different. Um and his his whole like pitching profile is is just so different than when he came up in nine, in eighteen. Because in eighteen it was like power cutters. Doesn't even throw a cutter anymore. It's more of like a slider. And then he has a two seam off that. So like uh, also Damon Jones has probably the best slider on the, in the, on the roster. So, um, yeah, I just think that the bullpen, I understand why people are concerned, but like I've said a couple of times, I think, you know, on this podcast and, and, um, I think with Julia last night is this, at least these guys have stuff, you know, I, I'm not sure they're going to find the strike zone all the time, but. They have stuff, and stuff plays out of the bullpen. We always say it's not that hard to, to build a good bullpen because you just want guys to throw hard. So um, these guys have stuff. They um, can't always command it, but if they get on a little bit of a roll here, they do have some experienced guys and familiar in hand. And Canable and Siranthi is kind of a bit of a wild card, but um, <laughs> like the the upside is there to have a have a top ten bullpen. Will they reach it? I don't know. Um, could they all get hurt? Could they all stop throwing strikes? Could Canable get hurt? Could Stranthoni get hurt? And Familia is our closer in two months. I could totally see that, and I'm sorry to put that thought in everyone's out. Everyone's head out there listening, um, but I just I, at least they have stuff, and and I will take that for the time being um, before we make like, some deadline trade.
1: In case anyone's wondering how the Braves season is going, Brandon Drury just hit a three run home mm-hmm. run against them. So Really? Somewhere six one, six one Reds. Let's go. Somewhere Let's Brian go.
2: Cashman is just thrilled. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um yeah, I think I, I agree with everything you said. I look I think it really you know, they're gonna need some health luck. Like can if Canable can stay healthy, I think that that alone like increases the you know, the the potency of this bullpen by like 20, 30%. Like, he's such an important piece, obviously stabilized in the back end, but also the most nasty pitcher in that pen when <laughs> healthy. Like, Enable's awesome. Like, he's awesome, you know? And I think he's a guy who a lot of people haven't seen a ton of, you know, with the Dodgers last year, had injury issues before that, closed with the Brewers before that, but. Dude's nasty, and you know he can he can lock that ninth inning down, that closer work down, and like you said, you never know. I think look, Familia Familia's good. That'd be Familia's stuff. You know, he's just maddening at times. But um, I, I'm more concerned about the bullpen than you are. But I definitely could see a a scenario where where things go the way you know where they end up being a top ten type pen. I I obviously wouldn't bet on it, but also I think that you know the 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 awesome thing about them going over the is is it like now, now they can add guys, you know, it was always like the, oh, it's the deadline. Let's get Wilson Ramos or a Cabrera or, you know, Kyle Gibson or whatever. Like, oh, and, and make sure when we get Kyle Gibson, you guys give us some money back. So we don't go over the tax or whatever. Like now we got a little leeway here. We got a little runway where, it, you know, the team has to be good. Obviously in a position where they're going to trade for it. But like, that's the exact type of stuff you can get the trade deadline bullpen arms (laughs) like every friggin' year we see these guys flip teams like so i do think that that of all the spots on the team and obviously starting pitching depth could be something that proves to be that um but i think you can really supplement that during the season it's like the 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 best weakness to have going into a season if you have some room to maneuver is is having a a light bullpen so i I feel pretty good about that um all right uh i I didn't want to you know mention too much earlier you mentioned it quickly but I figured I'd give forty three minutes or whatever it is forty minutes of, of of yay, and then ah uh, here here's what I'll say hashtag why Mick man why Mick
2: I know and honestly like it hasn't killed my excitement but there's definitely a part of me that's like down about it that's because like it was supposed to be it was supposed to be the fills and like. They're going to have this mashing lineup, and Mickey's also there, too, in a way. And it just hurts that 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 he got hurt. And I feel bad for him because, you know, it, he was really starting to put it together. And it looked like it was all starting to click. And he just had a, a really good, positive energy about him. He hit the home run down in the trap off of, like, a real pitcher and in a real Major League stadium. And it was like, wow, Mickey's fully arrived. And um, I... <laughs> I I just feel bad for him. I, I he really he had worked really hard to get to this point and obviously the season's not over. He's missing 4 to 6 weeks. I just I worry that the momentum kind of gets killed and it takes a little bit for him to, to regain um you know where he was and the, the hand you never know with those kind of things. Is he is he going to be a little, uh, worried at the plate. Now of getting hit. Is he going to move off the plate? Like there's just a lot of things that can happen. And you know, it's happened in the last at bat of freaking spring training. Are you kidding me? Um, so yeah, like tomorrow was going to be Mickey's <laughs> opening day start in center field. Like that's crazy where we were at with him. Um, and you know, he's our guy. He, he, he wore our shirt. He, um, well, he interacts with us, and um, they can't thank him enough for that. And th- this podcast was behind him, and I really felt like we we're about to <laughs> enter into a new era of Phil's baseball, Mickey Moniac, in center field, and 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 kind of being the Brandon Graham of the the twenty twenties, um, from from bus to 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 guy, and um, you know, I, I just, I would, I I I. Would be lying if i said it didn't kill a little bit of my excitement for tomorrow just because i thought he's gonna be out there with this lineup that's gonna mash and um be a part of this fully be a part of this magical run
1: yeah it it really 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 stings especially like after the initial x-rays are negative and we're all kind of like thank goodness you know he escaped it. You know maybe misses a, a few games, but we're good. And then the bomb drops today. Just it really and and I feel horrible for him. You know because he really worked to get there. You know and and as someone who like it's tough to to have the pressure of being the number one overall pick in the draft and to you know honestly up until this point obviously you know be be seen by by everyone in the city as like a bust up till this point and then to you really work your ass off to get better and to build your body up to where it needs to be and, and put in the work and put in the time and then to, you know, get to this spring training where you come in and, and you weren't even like considered an option for this center field thing, even though the guys who were being considered have nowhere near the pedigree that you do. Um, and then to, to go out and rake and, and earn like flat out, earn that opportunity. And then the last freaking at best spring training, like it's, It's, like, too dumb to believe. Like, it's like, how could this happen? Um, It really sucks. And, look, it it sucks for the team, but I I feel worse for Mick. And especially because, you know, these are tough injuries to come back from and and get that back. You know, a wrist injury, like, it does hurt your power. It does hurt your ability to drive the ball and all that type of stuff. So, um, you know, you hope he can come back and get that opportunity um, assuming Veerling doesn't take the job and run with it, which obviously you now we're we're happy. We want Veerling to be good. He's going to get a real opportunity here because I don't see Simon Muzziati getting nearly as many bats as Matt Veerling. Um, but you know, hopefully, hopefully Mickey gets a chance when he comes back and and is able to kind of get it back to where he was and and find that groove again because it really did. To your point, it really felt like this was the year where. Where we, where everyone was like, "Oh wait, Moniac's not a bust. How cool is that? <laughs> how cool is that?" So, um, and of course our guy. So, um, and Kevin yeah. Long
2: said he was the easiest fix in 16 years of coaching, and that's a lot of guys he's coached. So, I know, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. yeah know. And but you know, but, you know, Girardi's itching just to sit him on the bench when it comes. Of back. course he
1: is. He, he he didn't want to play him. Like Moniac forced his hand. Moniac made it so that he had to. It sucks. But, you know, we'll see. Hopefully Mickey heals quick and gets back and, and can do, you know, force Joe again, you know, every opportunity to take advantage of it and, and get, you know, that that shot back. But, look, to your point, like, it does – it takes some excitement away, especially for us, you know, him being our guy and all that. But, like, you know, look, the, this team, you know, if you're going to lose anyone, you're going to lose your nine-hitter. It's not, like, something that's going to cripple this team. It doesn't change the outlook that I have for this team. It's just a bummer, you know? Totally agree. Totally agree, but um, onward and
2: upward. Uh, hopefully, Mickey comes back and, and helps this team win their uh, first division in 11 years.
1: All right. Uh, I think it's take-back time. Oh. The, the, the the eve of opening day take-back. I
2: know. Uh, you know you know what I'm going to do right after this, James? And, and frankly, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, what I do every night before the season starts, watch the— the documentary of the 08 Phils. Oh,
1: buddy! Uh,
2: get all the feels. Get in the, Shoot. get in the right mindset heading into tomorrow. Um, I can't wait. Uh, I, I, it's, it's, I, you know, I don't want to think too far ahead, but eventually when I have a, uh, a kid that is hopefully old enough to like the Phillies and and be with a, you know, understand how it works, I'm excited to to sit down and say, hey. You know what we do the night before every Phil season. Oh, brother!
1: <laughs>
2: and by that point, it's going to be watch the 2022 yes. Phils World Series. Yes, yes, obviously. Um, I don't know. My other take is like this is going to really hurt if they're not good. I'm just, I just, I'm just setting myself up to just be crushed if they're not good. But you know what? You're a coward if you don't think they're going to make the playoffs. You're even more of a coward. If you don't think they're going to win the division, it's okay uh, to think they're going to be good. Um, Everyone's being cowards, James, and I don't want to hear any negativity because everything's going to be fine, and I'm not worried about this season. Is that fair?
1: uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. Did you
2: you watch the video yearbook
1: from 2021 over the weekend? (laughs) No, no, but I know you and neighbor Dan did. (laughs) You're probably the only two. That is
2: not true. I... For I just it's the greatest thing ever when the video yearbook comes out like now I didn't appreciate them putting the pass ball in against the Padres in it like that was a painful moment you know like that in a year filled with they they put the NOLA game tying home run uh, against the Padres in there which is like come on you know give us the
1: Cronenworth homer really yeah. Yeah. What? Well, thought i just setting the scene. You know. As That's far as I'm concerned, the 2021 yearbook should have just been all of Bryce Harper's bats, <laughs> yeah. and I don't care about anything else. Maybe throw oh. a few Zach Wheeler strikeouts in there, and I'm good to go.
2: Oh, dude. Well, they, if you want to talk about like chills and like current. Oh, and, to,
1: and the Luke well, and the Luke Williams homer. That was the single best moment of the season. No, it was not. The the yes, it
2: was. No, it wasn't.
1: What was better than Luke Williams homer? The
2: Wheeler complete game on Doc Day.
1: That was that was a great performance, and it was awesome. It was not better. Like, the Luke Williams moment is why you watch sports. Like, the Luke Williams moment was as, like, among the most magical moments I've ever watched watching a regular season Phillies game. Like... The guy gets called up. He's got his family in the stands. He walks it off. They're talking over the dugout. It was beautiful, man. It was magical. Like it was. I went upstairs and told Emily about it. Like it was one of those. I was like, <laughs> I got to tell you what just happened. Like so it was, I was like welling up as it was happening. I thought that was the best moment of the year by miles. I thought that moment was was awesome. Yeah,
2: I think that. I think that moment inflated what people thought Luke Williams was. <laughs> yeah. and yeah, and no, wait,
1: uh, uh, until he starts mashing for the Giants, because you know that's going to happen.
2: Oh, he'll be a five-win player for the Giants. There's <laughs> absolutely no doubt about it. Him and
1: Darren Ruff leading the Giants of the World Series. Wait for it.
2: Dude, wait till we get Derek Hall. I don't know how Derek Hall is going to end up a Giant, but he's going to end up a Giant. Um, But yeah, the video yearbook was truly phenomenal. It's on YouTube now, and it's just... Yeah, just I don't know. It just puts me in a good mood, even though they've been brutal for a decade. Um, uh, Kevin Long needs a lifetime contract. You know, like I, he, he, I'm sorry, Kev. Uh, I hope you like Philly. Hope you like G6, <laughs> But, um, you're not allowed to leave. Like you have to be the Philly hitting coach for the rest of my life. I'm sorry, I guess, but also like division titles and World Series. I just that guy's really good at his job, and I'm really excited to see. What what the guys do this year, but so far, like the early returns, I've just been very very impressed with Kevin Long. Needs a lifetime contract.
1: Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and
2: my last take before top five is I would like to. I know they're probably listening, um, because why wouldn't they listen? You know, the day before the season or on their drive to Citizens Bank Park, but. Um, appreciate the Phil social media. Uh, you know, they put out a graphic today collecting tweets from the Castellanos and Schwarber signing. Yeah,
1: that was fantastic stuff. And it's what was happening. what
2: was front and center? This guy was front and center. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Right? So I appreciate it. I, it's a
1: mistake, but, you know, we'll go with it. I
2: it's actually good. think it's pretty smart marketing by them and oh anything God. else they need. You don't,
1: you don't sound full of yourself at all right now. So that's good. That's good. Good. This is very good.
2: Anything else they need.
1: I didn't even realize. I'm going back to look at it. I did not realize. Oh, there he is. Jack Fritz. Oh, buddy. Look at that. Front and center. What are you guys doing over there? Because you are listening. What are you doing over there? What are we doing here? You know what's going to happen when you do this. They know
2: who to go to. So, Uh,
0: Oh, buddy.
2: (laughs) Oh, it's going to be a good season. Um. Okay. Uh. These are, James, my top five locks of the 2022 Phil season. Love it. Number five is the Phil's lose on I Hope's Night. They- <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, that is in perpetuity.
2: It seems like it always happens. I can't wait for I Hope's Night. I don't know when it's going to be. Um, tomorrow we'll be outside passing still. Um, oh yeah, buddy. So. We're out
1: by the, the statue. There's gonna be it's like a block party. We're gonna be out there. I'm gonna be out there before you. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Just saying. I sure I'll be are. there at a, I'll be there at eleven a.m. Jack, when when will you be there? Two o'clock.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so you hang out with James for seven hours and then I'll Come show see up. me. Yep. Come see.
1: If you if you've always wondered what Brian Seltzer is like, he'll be there. That's pretty exciting. A little seltzer and seltzer action.
2: You guys, not related, but I definitely ah, thought I that you what guys I know. What are the were. odds?
0: What are the odds?
2: Um, so, yeah. So, we'll be outside passing Stowe. Um, James will be there a lot longer than I am, but <laughs> I'm excited to get over there. And I think we'll be walking around the ballpark. So, I think we'll just be, like, yes. sort of wandering on the main concourses. And uh, if you see us, come up, uh, talk some fills, but not for too long because I want to watch the game. And <laughs> just kidding. Um. But, yeah, so if you see us tomorrow, come say hi. Get a photo. Um, I meant to get my hair cut Tuesday. It didn't work out, so my hair is a little long. Please don't make fun of me. Um, Sorry, I can, I can barely
1: talk, Jack. I think we'll get through it.
2: Uh, number four lock of 2022 is that Cassianos gets the fills in a bench-clearing bra. And, oh, and it brings the I team love together. This just love like, this one. Just like the uh, rain tarp in Colorado in 2007. The Castellanos bench clearing brawl will be the thing that brings this Phil's team together.
1: Love it so much. It's my favorite thing you've ever said. I'm so in on this. <laughs> Never. Th- I'm so in. I see it in my mind. Zach. I know. Like, as you're saying, yep. I, see, I see Castellanos jawing with the pitcher, and getting all pissed off and just charging the mound. Like, I see it. I see it.
2: I agree. It's going to be electric. Number three, uh, this, is, this could come together uh, very quickly. Um, Nola allows a game tying three run home run tomorrow oh, after seven shutout innings.
1: Come on, buddy. It's gonna it's gonna happen. But
2: he gets on. into the seventh and like I don't know, like Stephen Piscotty hits one out like and it's just like oh here we go so and that would be the first hashtag feels like a loss of the season.
1: Oh buddy,
2: the second lock of the 2022 season is this is a probably around september um phil's making their charge nick's on a hot streak he's at the plate bottom of the ninth runner on second base down one and the crowd just starts raining down why not nick chance (laughs) you want to talk about you want to talk about a moment Could you imagine God. Seltzer?
1: I don't even know if I can imagine it. I I love it. I don't know if I can imagine it. I don't know if Could that's I don't know if that's within the realm of imagination. That's what I'm saying.
2: Forty-five thousand people. Why not? Nah, Mick? Mick. Why not? Mick. Yeah, it's uh,
1: real good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You want to talk about weeping on a podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and the number one lock. Of 2022 is after 11 painful, brutal, just Tyler Goodell'd up years of Phil's baseball, Ethan Martin, Jonathan Pettibone. David Hare. Oh, David Hale. Um,
1: Hale. I can't remember his name right. That's how bad he was.
2: Oh, uh, Cameron Rupp.
1: Oh, Brandon Workman.
2: Oh, uh, Heath Hembry. Oh. Nick dude. Pavetta. Am I right? Oh, v- <laughs> Vince Velasquez. There you go. Jake Arrieta. Scott Arietta. Kingery,
1: sadly. <laughs> Jake
2: Arrieta. Uh, Yaxel Rios. Edibri Ramos. Uh Freddie Galvez. Sorry, Freddie. Uh it's <laughs> it, it's all coming to an end this year. I cannot wait to the to all of you that have been with us since the beginning. Um I can't wait to 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 document the season with you. I hope it's not too roller coastery. I hope it's just a normal baseball season, but Knowing oh, this baseball okay, team, sure, yeah, okay, yeah. Knowing this baseball team, not possible. Um, James and I love you very, very much, um, and we just, I think, I think you guys hear us smiling like all throughout these podcasts because we love this baseball team, we love this podcast, we love this community, and being able to witness this playoff run all together is going to be something magical. Get all the bad vibes out. Um, Nick Castellanos bought Ben Simmons' house, which is unbelievable. They're getting the bad vibes <laughs> dude, out. Dude. We got we gotta get the bad vibes out too. Um, it's been a long decade, but we're here. The season's gonna be well worth it. And tomorrow, three oh five, it's gonna be a bad day to be in Oakland A. Yaksel Rios. What That's guy. what got <laughs> you. That whole thing. Was the <laughs> I know. I just,
1: I, there were many of those in there. I just, it was the last one you said I could have gone with any of them. Um, I, I think you said it perfectly. And, and I think that the big takeaway there is um, I love that we get to do this. And I love that we get even, even that we've had so much fun on this podcast and the team has disappointed us at every turn. Every turn, never once has this team really made us truly happy, other than, I guess, signing Bryce Harper. And, like, you know, we did it. We kept doing the pod, and we kept making jokes, and we kept smiling, and we kept having this awesome community of people who freaking came to a baseball game with us. Like 100 people showed up. We're like, what is happening? Where are all these people coming from? This is amazing. And um, just the interaction and the people, like, tweeting out the – dumb stuff we say at the pod and um it just it means everything to us like we we love the high hopes podcast we love the iops podcast community and we love the phillies and that's what brings us all together and it's just gonna be uh, that's honestly the thing i'm most excited about this season is to get to do this podcast for the phillies team that deserves this podcast okay because we bring it every year and and the phillies have not deserved it yet I think this is the year that it all comes together in, in perfect harmony. I think it's going to be a, a special year, buddy. I agree.
2: So uh, to you all out there, uh, sleep well tonight. Maybe watch the 08 uh, documentary like I'm about to do and gear up because it's going to be a long, fun-filled uh, home run Phil. Good job by them getting the the home run bell fixed before the season starts. Oh, it was a must. It was yeah, a must. Yeah. Um so and Mako Mako is at the uh, at the stadium now, so it feels like a division title, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. And again, come see us tomorrow. Me way earlier, Jack, way later. Come say hi. We'll be down at the ballpark if you're there. We would, you know, honestly, anyone who comes up and says, I listen I hope like you're our favorite people, and I'm not gonna pay attention to anyone else but you in the moment that you're there. So um I- I'll end this podcast with this because I think it's really the perfect thing to to end it with. Um there is zero chance that anyone plays this podcast at the end of this season and There's going to be nothing wrong. You know, there's going to be nothing that comes back to bite us from this podcast. That's how confident I feel, Jack.
2: And I will leave it by saying this, that we are a podcast built on losers.
1: (laughs) Uh-oh, uh-oh. We thought we had a podcast title. (laughs) Might have gotten another
2: one there. We're a podcast that we're built on losers that are now winners.
1: Love it. Yes. Oh, this is great. We'll be back um, Sunday night reacting to a, a sweep of the ace. <laughs> sweep! Sweep of the ace. This is great. He's friends himself. we totally <laughs>